I'm going to live and take action on what I see could be. That is beautiful. Hi, I'm Michelle Jones, host of the podcast, Live Less Afraid. I'm a mom and a Grammy and a wife. And I like to say I'm a little bit country and a little bit rock and roll because I grew up in the city, but I spent 25 years in a small town. But there's something else about me that a lot of people don't know. I also fight fear and anxiety and self-doubt. If you fight these same issues and you feel stuck and are looking for accountability and community, then I am here for you. Let's work on how to get some clarity around what holds you back, make an action plan, and take some scary first steps together. On this podcast, I'll share stories of women just like you and me, and sometimes men join us too, and we talk about overcoming adversity and embracing empowerment. On every episode, we'll discuss how our thoughts and beliefs hold us back. We'll talk about our most important relationship, the one we have with ourselves. And we'll talk about how, when we work to let go of limiting beliefs and get out of our heads and get out of our own way, that we can accomplish amazing things. But I wanna hear from you too. I wanna know what the roadblocks are. What resources do you need? What's the thing that lights you up inside? And what's holding you back? From embracing it. We'll figure that out here together. At the bottom of this podcast is a place where you can send me a voice message. Send me a note about these questions or your favorite part of the episode and what spoke to you. I'd love to hear from you and I'll be reading these on the podcast. I hope you enjoy today's episode. Hey, good morning. Uh, I want to welcome Mershon to the show this morning. We are... Um, here on the Live Less Afraid podcast and doing it messy. And it's early Saturday morning for me on the West Coast and more of a normal time for her on the East Coast. But uh, that's the beauty of podcasting and meeting with people from all over the world that you can just uh, connect with them no matter where they are. Um, so welcome, Mershon. Good morning. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited. And uh, for those who are listening and don't have the visual, Michelle and I are totally in alignment. Our tops are like very similar, have a similar theme. And so um, when we got on this morning, it was like, wow, we, we are in alignment. We're where we're supposed to be. Yes, absolutely. Totally feeling that today. Um, yeah. Okay. Well, uh, Mershon and I met through a, a course that we're both in. And this course was full of hundreds of people. And so even though the course ended months ago, her and I are still finding opportunities to connect with new people from that group. And you're like, hey, you're one of my people. I didn't even know it. Like I spent three months in this class and I didn't even get to meet you once. So um, it's been really exciting for me to connect with people um, and build my network out. And I'm really glad to have you here today, Mershon. Thanks for Thanks for everything. I'm glad we connected as well. Me too. So let's go ahead and jump right in. And I'll just let you tell the listeners a little bit about your story and kind of how you got here today. And people always awesome. love hearing about the journey, right? Yes. Yes. Everybody has a story. Um, so I'll try to keep it somewhat succinct. Um, my name is Mershon and I'm from upstate New York and I'm the owner of High Vibe Cowork. And I actually got my degree in education 
Um, so I went to school to be a phys ed teacher and the year that I graduated, um, there was just a surplus of teachers and a very limited number of availability. Um, so I actually applied for a job um, towards the end of like when I was in teaching and um, there were a thousand applicants and I made it down to the final three and ended up not getting the job. Um, and so at that point I was like, oh, is this what I really want? And I was like, why not try something else? And um, my dad had started a company and they were looking for um, a salesperson. The salesperson had put in there two weeks and my dad called me, he was like, do you wanna try sales? And I was like, sure, I guess. <laughs> and so, um, you know, I started working in sales for them and we uh, serviced the automotive industry. We were a, a software company that our niche was automotive. And I was there for almost nine years. And then um, I had started, you know, automotive is very um, male, a very white male dominated industry. And as I was, you know, cold calling and going on sales calls, and I was like, I need some more feminine energy in my life. I had also been, um, you know, I'd been in an education niche for a long time. And then I was in software sales for car dealers niche for a long time. I was like, mm -hmm. I want to broaden my horizon and see what else is even out there. So I joined a local networking company called Rochester Women's Network, met a bunch of people, different people there. Um, and I was sitting in on a um, panel listening. And there was this one woman who had started a lean in group through she worked for Enterprise. And so it was all around the book Lean In of Sheryl Sandberg that Sheryl Sandberg wrote. And it was really a way to connect with business women and say, what are you struggling with? How can we support each other? How can we help each other's lives and um, uh, work, you know, just grow as, as women? And I was like, huh, that's really interesting. I think I could do that. And so in my networking, I just, you know, put it, started putting it out to different people and was like, Hey, do you want to do this? And, um, now, right now it's, it's a group of six women and we've been doing it for almost two years now. And it's, it's one of the meetings that I look most forward to during the month. It's just so powerful. Every, every time there's laughter, there's tears, there's goosebumps, there's, um, and it has really transformed the first um, eight months, I think we read Lean In uh, by Sheryl Sandberg. And at the end, we're like, that was good. Let's see, let's try something different. And so we've read Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, Untamed, um, We Should All Be Millionaires is the one we just finished. And so it's kind of a um, book, club, book club slash mastermind slash support group. Mm -hmm. right. And so I was leaving one of the meetings and I was like, I am on cloud nine every time I leave that meeting. Mm -hmm. How do I create more of that in my life? Because yes. cold calling and I enjoy sales, but I never get that feeling after cold calling, not once. <laughs> and I was like, how do I create more of that in my life? And so I just started like thinking on it and having it in the back of my head. And then um, 
I started accountability groups. And so right now I'm running um, three sessions of those. And I started out with just like a beta offering it for free to my network, putting it out there. And we do it for 10 weeks. We meet for 30 minutes on Monday, 30 minutes on Fridays and um, go in with a one big 10 week goal and then two to three things they want to be held accountable to every week. And it's been really, really transformational for my clients and for me. Hmm. Interesting. Oh my gosh. So you were in this male dominated space basically and Mm -hmm. decided you need a little more female empowerment in your life. And so you just went out and found it. Um, Yeah. I wonder if you could talk a little bit about um, maybe those beginning stages and, you know, being involved in that network and what were some of the things you did? Maybe like for our listeners who are thinking about starting to find their own network, um, were these like monthly meetings or weekly meetings? And, and how did you start building that network? Um, because I think one of the things that we talked about before this call was building out that support that you need in um, the female space kind of before you need it, which is where you did and where you are now. But let's back up just for a second for someone who maybe is starting that work um, if there's not, if they're not near you, like where the Rochester women's group is, what, what are maybe some other like places they could go look for these kinds of groups? And then how did you, what was your on the ground experience like in the beginning? Yeah. So I, I actually very vividly remember my first meeting that I went to and I was so nervous. I was so scared. (laughs) And I still remember the woman who came over to me and was like, I've never seen you here before. Welcome. Tell me about yourself. Tell like, and brought me into her circle and I'm so grateful for her. And so if you are part of networking circles, I would empower, um, everyone who's a part of those to be that person. And that's what I try to be is when you see someone who, you know, because everyone who walks into that at first, even as an extrovert looks like a deer in headlights. And so, you know, that for that person, you know, that feeling. And so go be that kind of, um, friend and networker that you would want to have had that first time. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that the beauty of, you know, one of the silver linings of COVID for me and the shutdown for me was that I was able to connect with people in all um, parts of the United States, even to Canada. And um, so there are so many groups and resources out there, whether it is Facebook or Instagram or, you know, your local chapters, you know, just Googling networking in your local area or free online networking opportunities. Mm -hmm. Um, Just taking some time to do that research and, and finding the one that's right for you. I mean, I joined a handful of Toastmasters groups Mm -hmm. because I thought that that's what I wanted to do and some, you know, get better at public speaking and things like that. And I went Mm. to five or six of those and was like, that's not my space. That's, those are not my people. That's not what I'm looking for. So don't feel like you have to be tied down to Mm. any of them, but really just after all of them, I would sit in my car and check in with myself. Like, how do I feel after that? You know, do I feel empowered? Do I feel excited? Do I feel like I made a connection? Um, So just putting yourself out there. 
Yeah, great advice. Great advice. I love um, what you said about if you're already involved in those groups, be that be that mentor, be that connector to those people who are coming in. Um, mentoring work is one of my favorite things to do. I, I just I love, you know, like you said, extending that olive branch to somebody who's new to a circle that I'm in and being like, hey, how's it going? Let's what are you, what are you looking for here? How can how can we support you? Um, oh, that is such good stuff. I think too, I want to, I want to, do you consider yourself an, an introvert or an extrovert? I'm an extrovert. Okay. So I'm wondering if, if you can think of any tips for our introvert crowd, because I know, um, I love what you said about even an extrovert is going to come into those meetings feeling like a deer in the headlights. And we know our, you know, shy, more introverted, maybe even afraid, like this is the Live Less Afraid podcast, maybe even people who feel afraid to do that, um, do you have any tips for them? Yeah. Yeah. So it's easy to walk in there and be like, here's my business and here's what I want to do. And so one of the things that has worked for me is preparing a set of questions that I could ask ahead of time that aren't business related, that aren't because people want to connect with people, even at those networking meetings that mm-hmm. are business focused. Yep remember the person behind the business. And I think it's very, it's easy to just kind of say, okay, I just saw this movie. What was the last movie that you watched? Or did you, have you seen the new um, pop-up that's coming downtown with all these different shops? Have you heard of any, you know, and coming up with questions that are kind of related to that circle that's going to be there and that are connecting at a deeper level besides um, what's your business and what do you do? One of the other things, questions that I like to ask a lot is what is your ideal client? Cause that tells me a lot about, um, their why and their purpose. And it brings out the emotions behind their business more than just, um, here's what I sell, right. you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I always give those tips around, um, that people love to talk about themselves, right? Mm-hmm. So even if you are an introvert or you're feeling a little shy or scared about going to one of these meetings and talking, uh, Rashawn is right on when she says, go with a couple of questions and just walk up to somebody and be like, hi, you know, tell me about what you do or, you know, something like that. And people will typically kind of take the ball and run with it. Um, unless you run into another introvert, then that might be awkward, but <laughs> <laughs> You guys will be giving each other one word answers. Um, but, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I think those are those are good things. And then this group now, you said you've had it um, several years and it's evolved into this core group of six ladies that you guys meet ongoing in this book club slash mastermind. Where do you see that going for you guys? Do, do, you, do you see that like something you're going to hang on to long as you can do you see it morphing and changing into something else um do you guys just are letting that just organically be yeah right now it's um just kind of organically being and um you know afterwards we and we kind of let the meeting go where it goes like um even reading it's interesting seven habits of highly effective people there were because we sometimes we split the books up you know, so you're not reading a huge book all in one month. Um, but there were parts of it that just, we didn't vibe with, we didn't connect with, um, 
kind of seem to come from a, you know, privileged white male mindset. And we're like, "Mm, yeah, well, we'll leave that part of it. And so we just kind of like talk and um, see where the conversation goes, you know, in one of the conversations we got into a deep discussion around religion and where Mm -hmm. we all kind of stand with it. And it was just, just to, because it, I don't even remember how it came up, but just to hear everybody's perspective and how they use that in their day-to-day life, whether they, um, you know, believe in God, believe in the universe, believe in whatever. Mm. Um, and so, you know, we set everything up ahead of time, you know, like we have our dates that we have scheduled. We have our book schedule for the next, um, year so that people can buy it and get everything ahead of time. Um, but we actually haven't met together in person since oh. the pandemic. So next in a couple of weeks will be the first time we're getting together in person since February of 2020, which is so crazy. Oh my gosh. How exciting. Old yeah. home. It'll be like old home yeah. week seeing each yeah. other again in person. Yeah. I'm yeah. excited. So yeah. with, I really with, love, Oh, I'm sorry. I really love that you guys had a conversation about religion. Um, and, you know, y'all come from different backgrounds. Um, I'm a huge fan of, you know, using my critical thinking skills. And I think that what you guys did there is a great example of how you, someone can have a different opinion, a different religion, a different whatever. And yet you six are still in this space together, encouraging each other, supporting each other and sharing with each other, good, bad, or indifferent. Um, that's really beautiful. Yeah. I think we can all learn from that. (laughs) Yeah. It's a, and I I would never suggest that, you know, month one of your brand new book club to start talking about religion, um, you know, unless it's part of the book that you're talking about. But one of the things that I really try to do in all my groups is create a safe space and create Mm -hmm. that connection on a, on a deep level Mm -hmm. and feeling like there's no judgment. There's no, I'm right. And you're wrong. It's a very like open discussion and here's how I feel. And because I think that, that one of the reasons that makes the world so beautiful is that we're all different. And we all come have different stories and we have different thoughts and different paradigms and that we can learn from other people's paradigms, not judge them or shame them. It's just, and you don't have to necessarily even agree, but just on the understanding that someone has come from something different and has grown to, to believe something and just say, here's a space for you to just be whoever you are Mm -hmm. is empowering and empathetic and loving and beautiful. Yes. I agree. I agree. I think that's really beautiful. Um, Where should we go next? (laughs) Um, Oh, well, one thing that we talked about um, earlier was my transformational week that I had kind of this week. Yes, let's talk about that. Yeah, so I was telling Michelle what a transformational week I had. Um, So during the Made to Do This program, as I was trying to build up 
this thing I was doing on the side, um, I was laid off. And that's part of the beauty of my network as I was able to lean on them. And that's why, you know, when Michelle and I were first talking about where we wanted to go, it's that build up your network before you need it. Um, because if you're in desperation mode trying to build a network, it's just, it's more difficult. Um, so I was really able to lean on my network. And so during this process, I'm, you know, I've kind of met at this pivot of, do I want to take this thing I've been doing on the side and make it full time? Um, and the universe was like, heck yeah, you do. <laughs> it was like, now you're going to get laid off. Um, and Surprise. so <laughs> I was like, can you do it in a way that hurts a little less? Oh my gosh. I was like, no. <laughs> Tear off the band-aid. Yeah. And uh, so I had sent out my resume to four people last week and I had three interviews this week that all went really, really well. And, um, and so during my kind of thinking through it, you know, I had been asking for a certain amount of money and I went into this one interview and he was asking me what I wanted my salary to be. And I just had this little voice in the back of my head that said, ask for more, ask for more. And I asked for $20,000 more. Okay. And he was like, yep, yep, we're right in alignment. And I was like, all I have to do is ask. <laughs> that's, all it, that's all it took. Was it um, like amazing to you how, how you were, you, you know, I'm sure in your mind, you were like, oh my God, this is crazy. I'm going to ask for $20,000 more. This guy's never going to do that, right? And then, but you were like, I'm going to, I'm doing it anyway. I'm going to step out there. And then he was like, yeah, like totally. Yeah. And then the universe <laughs> is like, see, Rashawn, I told you. <laughs> oh, I know. I know. I just keep getting these signs from the universe. And then it's like, and sometimes they're so like obvious that the universe knows how thick headed I am, that it has to be like in my face. Um, Cause it's seen this story before with me. <laughs> and, I can relate uh, to that. I can relate to that. <laughs> yeah. And uh. so, yeah, so it's been, I, I, and so I've been going back and forth of, do I want the comfort of a bi-weekly paycheck that I can do? You know, I've gained a lot of, of skills in the sales mm -hmm. world and I would be um, a good asset to this company, but is that what I want to do? Is that, you know, and just like I said before, like I've never left a cold call or even most sales meetings feeling the energy and the vibration that I do when I leave these mastermind groups, Yeah, you know, and then I get the email from Kathy yesterday about, you know, the day will come when you have to choose between what feels safe and what's waiting over the horizon. And it's like, yeah, this paycheck feels safe, but this paycheck, this sales role is not my zone of genius. It's my zone of competency. Um, right. Right. So I can yeah. so relate to that. And I think we've talked about that before because I still have a day job also. And I've been with this company for 21 years. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and um, I know it's time to stretch my wings. I just don't know what that looks like yet, you know? Yeah. And, um, and I had this, uh, I was meditating earlier this week um, after the weekly call that we're a part of. And at these like huge barn doors 
is what I kept seeing and like big, tall and wide and the doors were wide open and I was on the other side of the threshold and the, and the universe was saying to me, here it is, here it all is in this big open space that you've asked for. You, mm-hmm. You've called it in, it's here for you. It's time for you to step, step into it. Um, and that feels terrifying. <laughs> Mm-hmm. You know, uh, in the live less afraid world, right? We're supposed to just keep stepping out and keep trusting and 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 moving forward. Um, and I feel it, like I know it's there. And that's what I told Kathy this week was like, I know it's like there. I know it's time. Um, and just working through that resistance, you know, that we all have, that we all find ourselves in. Um, and listening to the little voices inside our head who say, "Ask mm-hmm. for more. It's already there." Um, that's, that's the space I'm in this week. And I I think that a lot of our listeners can relate to that too. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, um, I think one of the, the tricks that I have used that I have learned from one of my business coaches is, um, acknowledging that the fear and anxiety and those feelings are there and just kind of saying, Hey, I see you. I know you're trying to keep me safe. I know that you're trying to do what you think is best for me, but my gut is telling me to go this way. And so I appreciate you and love you because as humans, we were built to live in a pack and stay safe or else, you know, we wouldn't have food and water and all those sorts of things. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I acknowledge that that is part of our um, journey but I'm not going to live my life based on that. I'm going to live and take action on what I see could be. That is beautiful. (laughs) I think that is a great place to uh, wrap things up on. That's a high note. And I love ending on a high note, but before we go, uh, I want you to share with us where we can find you. Where can we connect with you? Yeah, on Instagram, I am at High Vibe Cowork. Um, I'm also at highvibecowork.com. Um, and a little um, preview that I haven't really put out there is I'm turning what is currently my membership and masterminds into a membership. Um, so that's going to be coming out later this year. And I'd love to have um, connect with any of you that are listening, hop on over, send me a DM. I love sending um, video and audio DMs. Um, I love having conversations there. And I would love to hear what you took away from today's podcast. Yes. Thank you, Mershawn. If you think Mershawn is your person, please connect with her. Um, this has been a great conversation today. Thank you for being here. Thank you so much for having me. Here's Mershawn's takeaways. Number one, if you're part of a group now, do outreach to others. Everybody feels like a deer in the headlights when they first get there. Number two, the silver lining of the pandemic is that so much connection is happening virtually. There's still time for you to find your tribe online. Number three, keep trying groups until you find one that feels good to you. Self-assess afterwards. Does it feel like your people? If not, keep trying. Number four, Prepare a set of questions ahead of times. This is for you introverts. People love talking about themselves and it'll give you a head start when you get there. Number five, when you are in a group, remember to create space for each other. That's where the beauty is. 
And number six, when it comes to what we want in life, sometimes all we have to do is ask. Number seven, it's important to remember to acknowledge and appreciate the fear and anxiety and uncertainty we feel when faced with tough decisions. It doesn't mean we can't do it. It just needs me to acknowledge those feelings and move on. I hoped you liked those takeaways. Before we close today, I want to tell you that you mean so much to me. Thank you for being here. I want to love on you and tell you, you matter. You are important. What you want is important and it's worthy of pursuing. Listen to the whispers about what your heart is calling you to do and stop listening to the shadow self. If you liked today's episode, help me out by subscribing and leaving a review. I'd be so over the moon to have you here following me. And tell your friends, share the love. Let's see if we can help other people live less afraid too and embrace their best selves and generally kick ass at life. Remember, you can send me a voice message, share with me what you want me to talk about on the show. You never know what impact your words can have on someone else. And isn't that the best feeling? Follow me on Instagram at livelessafraid or connect with me at michelle with one L at livelessafraid.com. If you're interested in finding out more about my coaching work, I always offer free Zoom chats. And if you want to work with me, I accept a few new clients each month as space allows. And I offer an amazing accountability group. That was such a blast. Thanks for listening. I answer all my own messages. And I'd love to hear what you thought about today's episode. Bye.